You are listening to the Sojourn Church Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to view a video version of this message, please visit our website, sojournchurch.org. Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Were the words that uh, the people, children of Israel, Jerusalem were saying as he rode on that donkey, that colt. And if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Mark chapter 11. The reason why worship went a little bit longer this, this, um, this Sunday is because uh, I, I really wanted us to have take some time to worship because that's really what it's about. I want us to take some time to just really worship him. I know need to preach, but at the same time, it's really about him. I get several text messages about Judah Dawkins, you know, is he the one? Is he the one? Is he the guy? Here's my answer. He's the one. <laughs> He's the one. It's not about a person. I love Judah, and I am working on it. Believe me, I'm working on all things. But I, I am. it's all about him. And so, therefore, I want us to take some time to, uh, to worship this morning. And I want you, as we read the scriptures, to put yourself in that place. I don't want us just to read scripture just to read scripture. But put yourself in the place. If you need to close your eyes, do so. Mark 11, verse 1. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, and he said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it. That's an interesting phrase because the Lord doesn't need anything. Isn't that right? Doesn't need anything, but at the same time, just say, the Lord has need of it, and immediately he will send it here. So when they went their way, they found the coat tied by the door outside the street. They loosed it, but some of those who stood said, what are you doing, loosing the coat? And they spoke to him just as Jesus had commanded, so they let them go. Then they brought the coat to Jesus and drew threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road. Think about this. Many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches and the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before him, who went before, and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple, so when he looked around all thing, at all things, as the hour was, was already late, he went out to Bethany with the 12. Pray with me. Lord, we thank you for this time. And we're excited, Lord, about all that you're doing. We do. We say Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And we know, Lord, that you are, you are high and lifted up. Lord, it's all about you. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and mercy. So help our eyes and our ears to be open to all that you have, all that you're doing. We know that you're good. I declare, Lord, that today, as your word goes forth, that it's going to fall on good ground. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to talk to you today about I want you to think about this, the greatest stolen election that you have ever heard about 
in the history of time. Now, I want you to think about it. Some of you guys or some of you boomers are maybe thinking about way back when, when some of your grandparents and some of you maybe even said, well, now I'm trying to think about what is a stolen election? What is the greatest stolen election that there ever was in the history of all time? Some of you are thinking about this last election. Like, man, couldn't be any, be any clearer than that. But I want to share with you, not only was this election I'm about to share with you stolen, but it was fixed. It was a fixed election. All throughout history, and we're going to read about it. If you have your Bibles, again, turn to Matthew chapter 27. Matthew chapter 27. How did we get from Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes to the, in the name of the Lord to crucify him? How do we make that journey? How do we go from palm branches and, 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 and signify? Because the Bible said that Jesus went about doing good, healing the sick. He went about doing good to all the, village, all the villages and towns, wherever he went. He went about doing good. The people praised him. They loved him. And they throw, think about that, throwing palm branches down. Anything that they had. You know, it's what I was telling our prayer team this morning is a picture of what's going on in heaven right now. They don't have to cut down palm branches because they got crowns that they throw in front of them and, and they throw it down. They're casting down crowns and seraphims and, and angels are flying and they're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And the Bible says they do not Stop, day and night. They say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Do you know the truth is that he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. All of our adoration, all of our praise, and all of, all of our attitude, all of our adoration is to be poured upon him. And how do we get from there to crucify him? Let's look at this election. Now at the feast, at verse 15, now at the feast of the governor was accustomed to releasing to the multitude one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. Therefore, when they had gathered together, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who was called Christ? For he knew, he knew that they had handed him over because of envy. When he was sitting in on the judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that just man, for I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. Now, just look up here just for a second. I'm just going to tell you something. If Vanessa comes to me and says, which she has, listen, have nothing to do with that man. I'm not going to have anything to do with you. If she comes to me and she says, You're not going to be going to Whataburger anymore. She won't know about it, but the truth is, is that I will... <laughs> like you got mustard on the side of your... You've been to Whataburger, haven't you? What a burger. Anyway, the truth is, he's dreaming. He had to share a dream. She said to him, don't, don't have anything to do with this man, but there's an election. Just like there's two people standing there, two candidates, and this is the truth. Two candidates standing there, and she says, have nothing to do with this man. And so we read in there, because in, in, in verse 19, um, no, verse 20, but the chief priests and the elders persuaded the multitudes that they should ask for Barabbas. So think about it. They sent people into the crowd to persuade them to ask for Barabbas. Sound like, sound like anything you ever heard of? Sending people 
to go in and try to sway the crowd, send in the multitudes, ask for Barabbas, and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said to them, which of the two do you want me to release to you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They said to him, let him be crucified. Let him be crucified. Let's just kill him. Then the governor said, why? What evil has he done? And think, we're in, think, put yourself in that place. What evil has he done? But they cried out all the more, saying, let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he could not prevail at all, but rather a tumult was rising, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. You see to it. And all the people answered and said, his blood be on us, not only on us, not only on us, but on our children. Let me look up here. I'm going to tell you something. The decisions that we make, the things that we do, it's one thing to say, I can take it. But it's another thing to put it on your children. Do you hear what I'm telling you? I'm talking about stuff that we got going on right now, the things that are going on in our society right now. The decisions that we make, we can say, hey, be it on us. But it's another thing to say, be it on our children. Not only on our children, but our children's children. Because in the next generation, how much evil does it, does, does it have to take in someone's hearts that not only on us, but on our children? There's decisions that we're making right now. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there's decisions that we're making right now that are going to affect our children. Not only affect our children, but our children's children and our children's children's children. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Be it up on our heads. Be it up on our heads, not only our heads, but our children's heads. Things that we're making right now. How could you say that? You were just throwing palm branches. He was riding on a colt. Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And now you're saying crucify him. And you want to release to us a robber, a murderer. You want to release that to us. We'll take the rob. We'll take the robber. We'll take the thief. We'll take that. We don't want this Jesus. We don't want this person who, who came and did good all throughout our land, all throughout the villages. Now we're saying crucify him. Stolen. Stolen election. Sim simply because they said release to us Barabbas. We'll take Barabbas. We'll take this over Jesus. I'm telling you, anytime there's a spirit that's across our land right now, a spirit of antichrist that is wanting to reject Jesus, that is saying, we'll take everything else, all the society, all, all the things that are going on, we'll, 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 take, we'll, take, we'll take whatever the world has. We'll take whatever the world has. But remember that song we used to sing? Take this old world, but give me, give me Jesus. Take all this, take all, all you, you take all this world, all this life, but give me Jesus. It's the opposite. We're saying we'll take, we'll take whatever government, whatever else is going on, but, but reject Jesus. I'm telling you, this is a place where God has called us to go out and be the church to the unchurched because the world needs Jesus. He is still the answer 
for the world today. I don't care what anybody else is saying. You can turn off the news, you can turn off the radio, but I'm telling you the answer for the world today is still Jesus Christ because he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is a bright and morning star, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is the King of Glory. The world is asking, who is this King of Glory? The Lord strong and mighty in battle. He is this King of Glory. And I don't care. They can reject him. They can put him aside. But give me Jesus. I'll take him every time, every time, every time. Give me Jesus. Give him to me. Give him to me. Give him to me morning, noon, and night. I'll take him. I'll take him over all that you have. You could take all of your ideology. You could take all of your, all of your ideals and everything. That, you could take all this stuff from the foreign world. But give me Jesus. Will you say his name with me? Jesus. Do you know there's power in the name of Jesus? Listen, some of you can come and start praying prayers. You can go, oh, Lord, God, thy father. But sometimes I just call his name and say, Jesus. There is power in that name to break every single chain that can come upon your life. Give me Jesus. Give him to me. I want him. I want him. I wanted him at eight years old on a Thursday night after the Cosby show. That's when I got saved. <laughs> Thursday night, Cosby show. My mother led me to the Lord, knelt beside our, her bed. And been going to church all my life, up to eight years old, which was a long time. <laughs> been going to church, and she said to me, she said, honey, what's the matter? I said, mom, after watching the Cosby show, I realized that I've been going to church this whole time. We've been going to church. You know, they say that we were there every time the doors open. We were there opening the doors. That's what we were. Everybody talked about getting whiplash. We got bench lash. We were sitting on the chair in the pew so long that we would just sit there forever. We were in the Baptist church, Damascus Road Baptist Church in Camden, Arkansas. We were there not only for Bible Sunday school, we had church. Then we had food afterwards, which was my favorite part. And then we had BTU. Anybody remember BTU, Bible Training Union, at night? And I'm telling you what, we were there all the time, but I did not know him. Parents were pastors, but I did not know him. Going to church, some of you may be right now, here today, watching online, and you have been watching uh, preachers and, and teachers, and you're going to church, and you're singing songs, but you may not know him. I'm telling you, this is a Jesus that we're talking about. Right. You can have a relationship with Jesus. And so, so when I gave my life to the Lord, I'm telling you, everything changed. Even at eight years old, everything changed. I began to see things different. I wanted to give my life to him, and all of a sudden, started preaching at 12 years old, my first crusade. I still have the cassette tape. I know some of you young people are like, what's that? I feel that way about 8-track, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And record players, you know, the big, the big record players. My parents first showed me that. It's like, this is what we usually listen to. You put the record on there, and I start going, bruk -up, bruk -up. they're going to stop. Don't do that. That's not what you do. It's like, no, that's, that's what you do. You're supposed to, ikka, ikka. you know, you don't. Anyway. But I still have that. Really started giving my life to the Lord. And, and really, the truth is, is not only the salvation is just the beginning point, that's 
what we're about, that's what the church is about. Sojourn is about making disciples who make a difference. It's one thing for you to be saved, which is a beginning. But then at the same time, it's an incumbent upon you to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have this. Come on, sing it out. To follow. And what are you not going to do? No. Sing it out. No turning back. Though none go with me. Still. Sing it out to Jesus. Don't. Yes. Still. I'm going to follow him, follow him, follow him. Yes, still I, what I'm not going to do, no. But you know there's been some people that should turn back from him, turn back from him, following Jesus. Pastor Chris, have you ever fallen back from following and fall back from following Jesus? Absolutely. There's been time where I turned my back on him, but I'm telling you, even though I have turned my back on him, he has never turned his back on me. He has always been there. He has always faced me. He even went in my fall, in my deepest, darkest hour, when I was in a place where I should have been dead, he raised me and he caused me to still be here, even right now talking to you. That's the kind of God that we serve. And some of you might be in a place right now where you in your deepest, darkest hour, you can call upon him and he will answer. He says, call to me, call to me, and I will answer and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Let me tell you about this stolen election. We'll get back to it. I'm going to tell you. The reason why it was fixed was not because the Sadducees and the Pharisees sent people to persuade people to call for Barabbas. The reason why the election was fixed is because Jesus knew that they would ask for Barabbas. He knew who was going to be released to him, to release to them. He knew about it all. The reason why it was fixed is because even though he knew Barabbas was going to be released, he still went to the cross and he still picked up his cross and he, he took that, that cross to Golgotha Hill and he laid down his life for each and every one of us and he died upon that cross. And you know what? You were there. You were there. They sang a song, an old song, an old hymn that said, were you there when they crucified my Lord? You remember that hymn that were you there? I'm going to tell you, you were. Why? How do you know that, Pastor Chris? How do you know I was there? Because Paul said that I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. You want to know who else? what else was there? Your sin was there. You know why I know that? Because every single one of your sins was nailed to the cross. Nailed to the cross. And all of a sudden, the blood of Jesus blotted out your transgressions. And you know who else was there? Was the Lamb. Because there was a lamb that was slain the, before the foundation of the world. The lamb was slain. So that's why we can say worthy, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive glory and honor and riches and power unto him who is risen, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yes, 
Now, I was there. I was there. You were there, too. You were there. And not only that, but the Bible says that we were raised with Christ. And there was the lamb. It reminds me of a story in the Bible where Abraham was getting ready to sacrifice his son, Isaac, not wanting to do it. Isaac's asking for the sacrifice. What are we going to use? I see the wood. I see the altar. Where's the sacrifice? Now, I want you to think about this, because I, I try to put myself in the picture like I told you. If I was to put Luke on that, on that altar, do you know that he would beat me down? That boy's big. <laughs> I'd be like, Luke, I need you to lay down on that altar. He goes, come on, Daddy. He'd be like, come on, Daddy. I, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Remember that one time you spanked me? Oh, how the tables have turned. I'm going to put something on your Ajax won't take off. Come on. I mean, you know, I would have to have some help to get Luke on that altar. But here we go. Abraham is looking. He's, I'm getting ready. He's getting ready to obey. And then all of a sudden, the angel comes and says, stay your hand, Abraham. There, there, there is the lamb. There's a ram for the sacrifice. So he was coming up one side of the mountain to sacrifice, and all of a sudden on the other side of the mountain, here comes the ram that was a sacrifice for our sins. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Do you hear what I'm saying? We deserve death. We deserve hell. We deserved all of it. But therefore, here's our king that gave his life so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Are you, are you glad about that? Are you glad about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? He is the King of glory. And that wasn't, I know you, you guys were thinking that this last election was, was you thinking you were talking about this last election that was stolen. Here's what I wanna say to you. Jesus, the Father, they all knew what would happen with this election. And I want to tell you, it's still fixed because no matter what happens in the government, the Bible says that the government is upon his shoulders and his kingdom is increasing and is moving forward. Nothing can stop the kingdom of God from moving forward. His kingdom is increasing. It's moving forward and it's going about every place, all over Dallas, all over the Metroplex, all over Texas, all over the nation, all over this world. His kingdom is expanding, increasing, it's moving. Are you moving with the kingdom? Are you camping out on this place? I'm gonna stay right here in my little corner. This is my little bubble that God's put. Lord, I wanna thank you today for my bubble. This is a good bubble. You're protecting me, God. You're keeping me unbubbled in this place. This is bubble. I'm here to bust your proverbial bubble today and let you know that God is in control. And not only is he in control, but he is moving forward. And I wanna move with him. When the cloud moves, I want to go. When the pillar of fire moves, I want to go. And not only that, when Moses said, I'm not going anywhere unless your presence go before me, we're not going anywhere unless his presence go before us. Because we've done decided. That's not good English, but I'm going to tell you, we've done decided. We're following Jesus. How many of you decided? Amen. Amen. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have fixed it for us. 
to have life and to have it more abundantly. It was rigged. Thank you for rigging it. You rigged it so that we could have the life that you called us to. Not the life of ease. Not a life that, that we have to do something, Lord, to try to earn your love. But the life that is dedicated to following hard after you. I'm asking, Lord, that you would help us to really be disciples today. Therefore, there are things that you've called us to do. Put off envy, strife, malice. Put on Jesus, because we have decided that we want to follow you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Now, I'm going to... I'm going to pause for a minute. I want you to keep your eyes closed. I believe there's somebody here today. Maybe you're watching online. You're here. This is Passion Week. Passion Week. Where his passion for us. Somebody here today that you feel like you're away from the Lord. Maybe you don't even know him. You don't know him like I was talking about. And you need to. Today is a day of salvation. You're away from the Lord. And you, and you want to come back. Or you don't know him at all. It's going to take some time. Nobody's looking around. Would you, just, would you just raise your hand? All over the building. Raise your hand. You just because just I want to pray with you. You can put your hand down. You can put your hand down. Thank you. Lord, I just want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, for those to come to know you. In Jesus' name, that's what it's about. Lord, we know that you that all of heaven rejoices when they're one. There's more than one here today, but I thank you, Lord, that you are, you are good. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you for the cross, the cross. And we thank you, Lord, for life. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Sojourn Church podcast. For more messages or content similar to this, please visit our website. If you would like to support our ministry, please visit the first link in the show description or visit sojournchurch.org give.